Hi guys, this is Show versus the Universe. I am Show. You are the very tainted and dangerous universe that needs to stay at least 1.5 meters away from me. Don't worry, we're not going to talk about that today because I've realised that you all probably have panic fatigue, which I have too. Um, I'm sick of hearing about it, to be honest. Uh, sick of hearing about it, talking about it, dealing with it. All I know is I can't get the food I want and I don't like it very much. But yeah, and I've also got the symptoms, but can't get tested because my government doesn't care. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to be the escape that you need. Although, you know, trying to escape from me is kind of like running from a fire and jumping into a pool and drowning in the pool. But still, here I am. Also, um, a disclaimer, I tried recording this episode twice on my laptop, but the laptop... It keeps like dropping out the audio because there's other processes interrupting. I don't know. It's fucked. So right now I'm doing this on my phone, which means no intro music, no editing. I actually somehow think the sound quality might actually be better. But other than that, it's going to be a very, very um, homemade podcast today. Hopefully not too much in the future. I've got another laptop I can use. I'll fire that up, see if that's any better. But um, until then, um, we're going to get into this one episode. It's not going to be that long. I think it's about 20 minutes long, um, which is long enough, I guess. But I just need to get back on the road with it all, you know what I mean? Um, enough erms, I can't edit them out, so Michelle stopped doing that. I've also full-named myself. Great. Um, oh, Michelle! <laughs> Sorry, it's going to be a lot of that going on. But this episode is titled... The time the Gulf War helped solve a murder, or the first Gulf War, I should say. So basically how I found out about this was um, a few months ago, I started getting into watching old Crime Watch episodes. And luckily for me, they're all on YouTube in chronological order, dating from 1985 right up to the early 2000s. And there's only like a couple of episodes missing here and there. The rest is intact. It's all there. So I was going from the start... And just watching them through, mainly for the nostalgia of the reconstructions. Like there was this one where this little girl and her two girl mates were hanging out at the front of the house, just playing, as you did in the early 90s or whenever this was. It was the early 90s when this was shown, I think. And um, two boys came along and as the girl said, were annoying her and her friends. So she knocked on the, her own front door. You can tell this is the 90s by the way she gets treated by anyway she's like can me and my mates go around the back to play because these boys out front annoying us and the dad goes no because i don't want you traipsing in and out of my house all day as they did in the nighters so the girls decide to try and sneak down the side of the house um where it's like like two sides of the house but very close together and then one of the girls gets stuck like in between two walls and then it ends up in these firemen coming and cutting a hole through the wall of the guy's living room to access this girl and i'm like the man tried to avoid girls traipsing him out of his house and ended up having firemen and rescue workers traipsing in and out of his house and cutting a great big fucking hole in his wall so i hope you learned a lesson there but anyway i'm watching this i watch a january episode january 1991 episode where they discuss the murder of ron harrison which is a very interesting murder now, what happened in January 1991 was also the Gulf War kicked off. We're going to get into how them two things intertwine later. First, we're going to go into the actual murder. Um, let me just find my notes. 
Um, Ron Harrison was an old headmaster of Warrington Boys School. He lived in Plumstead, South London. The deputy head of the school said on the Crime Watch January episode, which is on YouTube, you can check, um, he worked extremely hard for the school. It was his whole life. He lived and breathed Warrington Boys. He goes on to say he worked too hard and was forced to seek early retirement in March 1990. Forced to seek. Hmm. He then went on to help at a local church he would read sermons there and he also helped the disadvantaged youth through that church which is worth noting on the night of his murder which was or what we presume to be his murder was monday the 5th of november 1990 so bonfire night the old school secretary called him to see how he was they do that every now she did that every now and again um he said he was uh, going to sit and watch tv and then have an early night which she thought was odd because it's bonfire night and to have an early night on bonfire night seems kind of futile. Um, anyway, half an hour later, after he said he was going to have an early night, a taxi was called to pick up Ron and two teenage boys. The taxi man said, on the reconstruction, I picked them up about 20 to 7, quarter to 7 that night. The two boys were about 17, 18 years of age. They were a bit leery and a bit full of themselves. In the TV reconstruction, the boys are quoted as saying in the taxi as they waited for Ron, Oh God, where is he? What a nonce. One boy got out and shouted, Oi, come on, will ya? You can tell this is South fucking London, can't you? Anyway, taxi man said, When Morrison came out, he was very drunk. And then uh, Ron Harrison turns to the taxi man and says, Barclays in Woolwich, I want you to wait for me and bring me back. Taxi man says, I took them to Barclays Bank. He kept giving me directions all the way there, which really got up my nose a bit. Now, to American listeners, to, when someone says something's getting up their nose a bit, what it means is irritating them, annoying them, as it would if you're a taxi man and someone's giving you directions, like turn here, turn there, and you already know. Um, in the reconstruction, it shows Ron stumbling out of the car drunk, the boys laughing at him mockingly. The taxi man asked the boys, what's he been on? To which the boys apply, he's been on tablets, drinking and all. Again, to my American friends, and all means as well. So he was drinking as well. Taxi man says, I did feel that the boys had seen Ron before. This wasn't the first time they'd seen him. They were just too cocky around him. It was like they're not friends, but they knew each other. Ron gets back in the cab saying it wouldn't give me any money, which is odd because it didn't try any other ATMs. It just went straight back home again. Um, the taxi man drops him off. Ron pays the fare of £4 plus a £1 tip, which the taxi man describes as unusual. The two boys and Ron went back inside Ron's house um, and a, rent, a, 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 rent. a friend called Ron 45 minutes later and said that Ron sounded sober, which... It's interesting, but at the end of the day, we can't really trust witness statements that much. Um, I mean, in the same way, we can't really trust a taxi man as in being drunk, but then we've got the boys saying they've been drinking on tablets, which for anyone that drinks on tablets, <laughs> stumbling around is kind of the thing that they do. So, yeah, um, I don't know. It's one of them. You don't know what to take seriously and what not to. Anyway, 11.30 that night, a few hours later, Ron's neighbour's baby woke up. And the, the neighbour said, as I was going up the stairs and got to the landing at the top, I noticed there was a bit of noise coming from next door. Some of sort of bumping sounds that sounded like heavy footfall. Ron's neighbour on the other side woke up at 
midnight, or not woke up, went outside to the garden at midnight to have his last pipe before bed. One of the old boys knocking around in 1990. You can picture it now, can't you? Anyway, um, when he was outside, he said, I saw the light was on and then a shadow crossed the window that looked like Ron and a few seconds afterwards, another shadow crossed behind it. Crime Watch narrator says, the following morning, someone was seen through a window inside the house wearing a rugby shirt and Ron Harrison didn't own a rugby shirt. She didn't say it like that, but I am. Anyway, that Tuesday afternoon, a builder arrived. Ron had asked him to do some decorating. The shutters were down now on the windows. They were down. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no one answered the door. Yet at 5pm, the shutters were up again and someone was watching television in the dark. On Wednesday, the 7th of November, so two days after the taxi incident, his cleaner arrived, uh, arrived sorry, and found him dead in bed. Ron had been strangled, his ribs broken and he'd been tortured. Two TVs of his were also stolen. Now that brings us up to um, after the murder and after the reconstruction, which was aired January 1991. Now here's the thing, it's usually aired on BBC One. But because the Gulf War was kicking off, they switched that to being aired on BBC Two instead. Because apparently a war kicking off is primetime television and everyone needed to see it for some unbeknownst reason to me. So there you go. Uh, that happened. And a woman was watching um, the Crime Watch episode on Channel Two, as she usually did. But she knew it was on Channel Two because the thing, I don't know, I'm not getting into it. She was watching it on a second-hand TV she'd recently bought. And she was like, oh, let me just note down those serial numbers to check. Because, oh, yeah, Crime Watch, after the reconstruction, they've shown the two serial numbers of the, t of the TVs that were stolen. I don't know how they had them serial numbers. I guess Ron kept notes of them for insurance reasons or whatever, so, uh, for reasons such as theft, I guess. Um, and she didn't have time. This woman didn't have time to write down the serial numbers in time. And she thought, oh, well, fuck it. Anyway, her neighbour said to her, or something, I'm making this bit up, but this is what I imagine happened. The neighbour said to her, oh, you never guess what happened to me. She's like, what, mate? She's like, right. I, I love watching this documentary on BBC Two called 40 Minutes. I went to record it last night. But because the fucking war kicked off, it recorded Crown Watch instead. I'm gutted. The neighbour went, I'm not gutted. Give me that tape. So she took the tape, pressed play, wrote down the serial numbers, checked them. And that TV that she had was one of them TVs that was stolen. She ran Crime Watch. And then I guess she sort of knew the people that sold her the TV. And anyway, a few days later, two boys were arrested for the murder of Ron Harrison. And they were later charged and found guilty, I think. I don't know about that bit. I didn't research it. And I can't now. Um, so, yeah, that's very, very, very interesting. And it's kind of miraculous and weird that she was watching a reconstruction of the murder of the guy whose TV sh she was watching it from. That is just weird and coincidental and very weird that she would think, okay, I need to write down the serial numbers. There must have been something in her that thought, this is a, I've probably just bought a stolen TV, but oh, well, it was cheap. And then she saw that and she was like, ooh, maybe. You know, you know what I mean? It's just weird how... There's two very big things that happened there. Like, A, she felt she needed to get a copy of them serial numbers. And B, the war changed the channels of things. And a neighbour a neighbor ended up 
Like, how come it weren't someone two streets away that she'd never see in her life? It was a neighbour. There's, like, three coincidences happening right there, which, in a world of serendipity and shit, I just, I love, I love shit like that, where everything just falls into place enough for something to happen. Um, but it's also worth noting the bizarreness around this whole thing. Like, the guy worked at a boys' school, as the deputy said, he lived and breathed Warrington boys, and then was forced to retire for health reasons, but those health reasons were never stated. Um, he was healthy enough to volunteer at the church and help the disadvantaged youth, which is, again, another way into access with young people. Um, two teenage lads knocking about with him at night. It seems very, very weird. But then again, I don't really want to put anything out there. Um, it did come to come to light later that, you know, the guy, Ron Harrison, was, was actually gay. Um, I don't know if it was legal or, or or illegal then, but it should never be something that we frown upon or use as a judgment against someone. But um, they're saying that uh, there's other secrets there, but they haven't really come to light yet. And I say other secrets because he kept his own sexuality a secret, so that's why it's a secret, not because of shame or the wrongness or nothing. I'm bisexual myself, so I don't really, you know what I mean? But there's a lot of things that were, like, underlying there. And the boys never really... When they got done for murder, they never said, well, actually, it's because of this. They never said nothing like that. So we don't know. It could be that they were taking advantage of him as much as he was trying to... You know what I'm saying? It could be a thing. So we don't know what happened there. I just think the serendipity... Is that even the right word? Let's just stick to coincidence. The coincidences that took place are just so, so interesting. Anyway, um, it's like 14 minutes in. So let me see, what else can I talk to you about? Um, so yeah, basically what I've been doing recently, I've been trying the, the keto diet where you just eat like steak. It's amazing, I've just been eating bare steak. But because of the um, situation that we're in, um, I'm having to sort of like not do that and sort of deviate from the plan a little bit just because money is having to be spent elsewhere I can't really afford all that steak like all the time um so that's been a thing I'm just continuously putting on weight at the minute because a couple of years ago I was doing like I was walking my son to and from school um which meant I was walking four lots of 1.9 miles a day like up and downhill and um I walk fast anyway so I was like power walking and I was losing bare weight no matter what I was eating and drinking. And then to go from that to, like, barely any walking at all is crazy. I just started, like, I don't know, just putting on weight, man. Like in my face and everything. I don't like it. So I'm trying to find new ways of, like, integrating walking into my life again. But I can't just walk for exercise sake. There's got to be a reason. So I got into mushroom hunting. Don't worry, I'm not eating any of them yet. I know I'm not ready... I don't know what I'm dealing with. But what I am doing is like taking photos of them or if there's more than one, I can like pick one. And then if you flick the, the, the for want of a better term, if you flick the bell end of it, it will like spread spores on the grass below. Then you can take it with you and know that them spores will produce more. So you're not ruining, you know, the balance of everything. Take that mushroom home with you and then you cut the stem off and you see that little underside of it where it's all frilly and shit. Put that down on a piece of paper with a frilly side, underside down. Leave it 24 hours and it leaves like a spore print. And depending on the mushroom, it, the colour of the print could vary from like yellow to orange, brown, black, blue, purple. And 
the print itself can help you identify the mushroom and then from there you start to build up a knowledge and you know given the times that we're in and this could go on for a year or so like learning how to forage for shit is actually is actually a good thing the only thing is i started in november and i haven't really done any since november obviously because christmas got in the way and they were like oh there's all these people that i was listening to for advice they were like it's not worth it now like once the first frost has come it's game over really so now that it's like what march um I mean, I know everyone's self-isolating, but there's nothing wrong with me walking alone in a, in a wood or a forest or a field. So I'm going to start doing that again. And um, I'm going to start doing that again. Nice, Michelle, nice. Um, and then I'll obviously have something to do there. Hopefully that will help. Um, I'm also like, I don't know, just trying to live, mate, at the minute, isn't it? I think we all are. We're just trying to live. We're just trying to make life as normal as possible. And, oh, shoot. So to distract myself from the news and all this, that and the other, I've been watching loads of Time Team. They're also on YouTube. Like, YouTube is such a great resource for things like this. I mean, back in the day, Time Team was that thing that was on Channel 4 and I'd be like, why, are they, why is this on Channel 4? Like, Channel 4 is supposed to have cool programmes on. Why is this on? And, but I never really got it. To me, it was just boring. But because in my degree, like, it's an English literature and creative writing degree, but it's multidisciplinary and... Um, so there's, I've been doing a little bit of art history and um, ancient history and like learning about the Greeks and the Romans and all of that. And now I kind of want to be an archaeologist, but like, I don't know, seems a bit dirty and like you're in all sorts of weather. I don't know. I, I don't. I want to be an archaeologist for a day when it's sunny one time near a McDonald's. That'd be dope. But yeah. Um, what else have I got to say? Um, yeah, so anyway, another episode will be up very, very soon. I've got loads um, here to do. Like, I always keep on file, like, bits of bits I want to do. Bits of bits I want to do. Um, and then I add to them as I find more info, as I get in the mood to look into them some more. This episode was one of them, in fact. This one was the one that was most done. And I realised I need to get a podcast out there. So I grabbed my notes, finished them off, and started recording. I just had a bit of issue with my laptop. Um... This is the third time I've told this story through a podcast because the other two times I tried to record it, it just went sideways, but I didn't realise till right at the end. <sighs> you can imagine how frustrating that was for me. But it's here, I've done it. Hopefully I can upload this okay and everything will be fine because I already wrote on Facebook that you lot would have a podcast in the next hour and that was like 45 minutes ago. Ugh, and my throat's all dry from talking so much. But... um yeah other than that it's going to be a podcast episode out this week also there was a guy that left a voice message on the anchor app but i can't find a way of downloading and integrating that into the actual episode so um if you want to re-record it as a voice note like i'm recording this podcast now like on your phone and then you can send that voice note via email or via whatsapp or something and um I can actually download it and put it into my podcast that way. I'd much much prefer doing it that way. Um, also, you can email me at shellvsuniverse at gmail.com. Shell is spelled S-H-E-L-L. That's in the title. <laughs> Just email me there and tell me what you want me to talk about. You got any questions, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then we'll get back into the swing of things much more regularly now. Um, now that I've done this um, if I could do them on my phone as well that'd be very interesting and then it hopefully like integrates into the laptop at some point 
and you know smarting it up there that'd be pretty sick can do it while i'm walking about that'd be fun so yeah this has been a little bit of an experimental episode very little ed- no editing at all in fact to be honest um purely because of the the issues i've got technologically on my side so i'll get them sorted i'll get my other laptop fired up and do all that but because i already did a status i needed to get something out there so here this is 20 minutes of content have it take it it's yours um shell versus universe at gmail.com shell vs universe at gmail.com it's facebook it's twitter um holler at me bye